First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPNATIONUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Woe to you, O It's the Hop Nation USA Podcast. Hop Nation, welcome back to another fantastic episode. This is episode 77. This is the Eric Jones episode. Steve, don't Who ask. Did? Don't, okay. don't, don't ask. Don't ask. Is he Racy Man? He is Racy Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's old Racy Man because now he's Racy Man 20. Uh-huh. He switched numbers last year. Cool. So, But that's the only 77 I can think of on the fly. All right. So that's what we're going with. Good. So we'll tag him on the Twitters. Sure. So <laughs> welcome back, Hop Nation, to another fantastic episode. I am one of your hosts, Adam. Uh, you already heard him on the other mic. He is on the knobs, working the ones and the twos. Steve? Hello. How are you? I am alive. That is, wow. By okay. most metrics. <laughs> <laughs> by the clinical definition, yes. you are alive. Yeah. By the by the uh, seventh grade bio definition of wow. breathing and operating, I am alive. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're not feeling so hot right now. No. So I'm not feeling too hot myself either. Oh, yeah? But for a completely different reason. I ate too big of a burrito before we started recording. Yeah, you get the food, baby. And now I got me a brick. Yeah. It's a really good burrito. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hitting that lethargic state right now. Fair enough. So we're going to have to get this going. We're going to have to pump it up a little pump, bit. Pump. Yeah, I, I, I just, I got that with the rain coming in and everything. Yeah. Something switches in me and I get like headaches and shit like that. And you just don't want to do anything. Yeah. I uh, I understand that. I had a complete bachelor weekend this weekend. Yeah. Where it was just, no, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to. It was a good weekend for just catching yeah. up on sleep. If yeah. you're a person with sleep debt like mm. I am, <laughs> right? I totally I totally bank some. So this week, I think we got a good, a good episode going here. Okay. Uh, we are actually going to highlight another brewery. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. I've actually been to this brewery. It's a very nice place. Uh, this is the Ellicottville Brewing Company. And they're out of? Ellicottville. Oh. Yes. That's yes. New York, though, right? It is New York, yeah, okay. in the southern <laughs> tier region. It is. Uh, about, about an hour, hour and a half south of Buffalo. Okay. It's it's a nice nice place. They've been open for, I don't know, a bunch of years. Uh, mixing <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of, a handful of. You, know, you can see how much research I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's just like, that's extra American, a bunch of, right. a, a pinch, yeah, a handful. About a, <laughs> yeah, about a. <laughs> You know, if I had the visual uh, portion of this, I could lick my thumb and stick it up in the air and look at it with one eye. That's about what we're dealing with here. It's about there. <laughs> so the the first beer from the Ellicottville Brewing Company, we are going to have the Island Goza. Okay. It is a refreshing and tropical ale. Hopefully. So with this beer, there are numbers associated with it. There are sex numbers. Six and nine. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. Six percent. Nine IBU. Okay. There you go. Cool. So nice, nice low numbers. 
well, six percent actually is kind of high for a gozo. It actually kind of yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> low <laughs> low overall in the world of beer. Right, yes. right. So uh, this obviously is an island gozo, which means it's got to have some fruit flavors in it. Mm-hmm. So we are dealing with passion fruit. Papaya. We're dealing with orange papaya. We are dealing with guava. Papaya. We are also dealing with Hawaiian volcanic sea salt. No shit. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. I, that sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, this bottle costs two twenty nine, so I don't know. Okay. That's actually a very reasonable price. Yeah, for that's beer. a reasonable price for beer, but yeah. So let's crack this open. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen. Let's take a drink. Maybe it was just a pinch of Hawaiian ah, volcanic sea salt. They just walked it past the yeah. kettle. Don't spill that. <laughs> we need that for later. So there's no papaya in there. None that I know of. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. What about the mango? No. Same thing. Same aisle. Good. Are you not a mango man? Well, you know, not really. All right. I'm not a big fan of mango. And uh, sometimes, anytime people say like there's mango in a beer. Like a mango wheat? Yeah. Or a mango wit, as it were, mm. last week. Very true. It's hard to taste. Yes. And it seems pointless to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh... Just looking at the beer, though, it has kind of a tropical flair to it. It kind of does. Yeah. It seems like the kind of beer that I could see a slice of pineapple being hooked to the rim. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is it looks like apple juice with, like, extra in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we're coming at that from different angles. No, no. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. It would look fine with a slice of pineapple in it. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it looks like, you know, apple juice with extra. So here's what I find interesting about gozes and sours and things of that ilk. Mm-hmm. There always seems to be a fine line, and I'm not saying that the, the, this beer is, is bad, but what I find interesting is a lot of times these types of beers almost smell like borderline chlorine water. And that's because of the salt. Mm-hmm. No, like, I, I yeah, understand yeah. that. But it, it's very interesting how you kind of have to recognize what the beer is you know, expected to smell like before you smell it. Like you kind of have to brace yourself that – Hey, this might smell a little bit like chlorine water, and that's okay. Yeah, just a little bit of pool water, but... Right, right. Um, yeah, this one isn't actually that bad with that smell. It, it has a little bit of, like, saltiness to it, mm-hmm. but I get more tropical notes. Yes, as do I. Yeah. Whereas, like, I've had gozes in the past that smell like straight-up seawater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a cautionary tale with yes. those ones. Yeah. So what do you say we, uh, we drink it? Oh, wow. Oh, wait. Yeah, so I exactly get what you just did. (laughs) (laughs) I know why you made that the sudden turnaround. That beer is weird. It is weird. It has has a very forward flavor up front Mm -hmm. of a fruity goza. Yeah. It's it's salty and it's sweet. But then it completely does kind of like almost a 180 of a malty beer. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. I'm getting like a really weird, like almost Fruity Pebbles cereal aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't mind that. I kind of do. but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but All it, right. It, it's just, it's too malty for uh, a Goza for me. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. For me, what, what actually I was wowing something a little bit different. Actually, it's completely different. Uh, so that's really weird that you and I are wowing mm-hmm. and being pulled back on two completely separate things. Maybe they're related, but to me, it was the tartness. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing that there's a real tart up front. Yeah. Yeah. It went from, oh, wow, this is going to be really tart and sour to uh, it just, it flipped the switch and then said, nah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. That that tartness goes along with the salty and the fruitiness. Mm. And then it does like completely flip a switch. Yeah. 
like you reach a peak of like oh tart 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 and then it just stops right yeah that's really yeah that is really weird but the problem is it ends with that fruity pepper <laughs> cereal back back <laughs> end you know? just like really so for you you don't like that i don't mind it i i wouldn't mind it in like other beers it's just like this is for for the style <laughs> uh-huh. uh goes as usually aren't supposed to be this multi right and like the fact that it's just so like cereal heavy that's, okay. a, that's a weird thing for me i don't yeah yeah i i actually don't mind this at all i like that hey beer. yeah yeah hey if it works for you that's just, why we do this show. yeah <laughs> if it works for you it works for you yep. and i'm not yeah i'm not completely against it but i'm kind of against it. okay <laughs> it, right. it just doesn't it doesn't completely work for me all right so but, the uh, the 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 half action because I know you're not a huge Goza and Sour fan, right? But it, it seems to me like with you, if you want one, you're gonna have to commit. Yeah, you want a beer that's gonna commit. Yeah, and it seems like this one doesn't commit. Like somebody that's running off the diving board and then kind of, and then they fall off anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid that spins his arms like a helicopter and then falls <laughs> and belly flops. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they did a good job with the Goza up front part of it is i i don't like that much tartness okay like it's a little you know puckering for me it was yeah the first sip that i had was was very it punched you in the mouth yeah it's very puckering but then it just has that breakfast cereal <laughs> like that that's so it doesn't fit right yeah it's a very odd combination I, I don't know i think it works i like it i'm gonna keep drinking this uh maybe it'll as i get more used to it maybe we'll see maybe all right. Well, we can keep drinking. We are. We'll yeah. See. It's to me. It's certainly not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I like this beer. I don't hate it. I think it's better than a lot of beers that we've had. Oh, this is definitely not in the bottom quarter. No, it's not in the bottom quarter. But by any stretch. I don't know that I like it <laughs> as much. Okay. Yeah, as much as others would. All right. Well, let's continue on with news and notes. Yes. Well, as uh, always. Yes. <laughs> as always. As always. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I got a quick one hitter. All right. <laughs> and I bet you would never find yourself being jealous of the Atlanta Falcons. No. But I got a story that just might make you. Bring it on. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are going to open their home game, uh, you know, at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It looks like a bird's nest. Yeah. But part of this opening is they're introducing a $5 craft beer. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more. So they're introducing the ATL Pale Ale. And it's brewed in conjunction with the Wild Heaven Beer Company. Okay, nice. And it's just $5. I assume that's for a, a pint mm -hmm. or a 12-ounce can somewhere in that yeah, yeah. arena. You're not yeah. getting like a three-ounce thimble or something no, stupid no. like that. No, you're getting a beer. Good, good. <laughs> but yeah, your $5 at a stadium is pretty killer. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, is that for everybody or is that for certain portions of the stadium? Is that like, you know, the Lexus Club kind of stuff? No, no, it's not for no anybody. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. can just go to a concession store right, right, and right, get right. your $5. Yeah. ATL, what was it? The ATL? ATL Pale Ale. The ATL Pale Ale. I like yeah. that. That's a good name, too. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's around the stadium. Nice. I think uh, there's probably, like, one central hub, like how, you know, PNC Park has that craft beer stand. Right, right. Yeah, there's one central club, but it's not, like, you know, in a Lexus club where you have to pay extra money and stuff. Right, you, right. You'll be able to find it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any Joe Schlo. Right. Schmo. Schmo. Schlub? You, no. <laughs> you tried to combine the two, but I that's know, not yeah. how it works. <laughs> Any Joe 12 pack can go get one. There you go. How about that? <laughs> habit, well, habit, habit. 
or Joe six pack. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's five bucks a pop. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, five bucks a pop. You might want to get twelve. But uh, did a little looking into the brewing company. Mm-hmm. Been around for eight years, and they generally try to focus on just classic styles of brewing. Okay, I can appreciate that. They're they're not big on the adjunct. They they are the ones that make a beer and make it well. Well, I can't say if it's done well or not. All right, they I just think. make it within okay kind of classic brewing okay. rules. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. That's I'm not going to remark whether it's good. <laughs> I would like to think that they are good. I'm going to be positive on this. Sure, you go ahead and be positive, and I'll just be not. I'll you should just get a step skeptical. aside. <laughs> yeah, I'll just step aside. I'll just. We might get emails from somebody in Georgia who's like, "Ah, uh, no, that's trash." <laughs> like, there's a reason why it's five bucks because it's trash. <laughs> so if it is, send us some. Yeah, send us some. We'll try it on the show. Yeah, send us some other beer. We'll we might, try it. Yeah, we might call you a damn liar. Then we'll get there. Then we'll do the stamp of approval. And yeah. We'll say, and then we'll say the five dollar ATL pale ale is good. Hmm. But yeah, that's my that's my story. They'll get that Hop Nation bump. I would also suggest Pittsburgh breweries, considering we have forty. I know. I know. <laughs> Somebody should be able to figure out how to <laughs> offer a five dollar beer at uh, one of the stadiums. Wasn't Rivertown. Or PPG Paints Arena, or you know what? Even the River Hounds Arena, yeah, stadium, anywhere. yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's a stadium. It's a stadium. Is it a stadium or is it kind of just like a no, high a school football <laughs> field <laughs> gathering in a park? <laughs> Did you know that they had the? I think it was the flag football championships there over the summer. No, why, I why, didn't know. Why would you know that? Yeah, why would I know that? I don't. Know. I don't I, watch regular football. <laughs> I was I was watching. I think it was on like the Ocho. It was one of those types of channels, mm-hmm. and they had it on there. Mm. That's all. Okay. I had no reason to bring okay. that up. <laughs> Glad you had a good time <laughs> watching it for three minutes. Yeah. And then realizing that this is boring and stupid. <laughs> hey, everybody! There's flag football championships out there. <laughs> hey, look, everybody! Gym classes on TV. <laughs> next dodgeball <laughs> <laughs> so actually they had uh, a segment on ESPN2 that they renamed the Ocho oh yeah they had fight juggling jeez <laughs> <laughs> fuck is fight juggling I don't know but it was two jugglers uh, kind of in a fencing type pose uh-huh. juggling you know against each other uh-huh. and the goal was to make the other guy drop his balls okay there you go so where they just they were just throwing things across See, at each other. So that that was a totally different one. This one was more like a fencing where it was kind of like with kicking and poking and prodding and things like that. Okay. But there was another one that combined juggling and dodgeball. Yeah. Where you had two teams of dodgeballers and then you had a juggler in the back that was juggling the whole time. Uh-huh. And the goal was to make the juggler stop juggling by hitting him or hitting his balls or something like that. <sighs> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> National television. Television. I'm sure. Hey, whatever. Uh, I bet if I got high, I would love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you would. Uh, Speaking of disposable incomes, mm-hmm. because only the highfalutin folks can afford the Ocho. Right. Actually, not really. In your, in your cable package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, basic? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was a survey out earlier this week that uh, surveyed over 300 breweries and brewery employees that talked about their salaries. Mm. So I wanted to dive into that a little bit. Was this on glassdoor.com? It was not. Oh, okay. Um, but I, what I found really interesting was for those that think they're going to be making millions and millions of dollars being a brewer, ain't going to happen. 
Who would think that? Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Who the hell would think that? <laughs> That's like thinking you're going to make money off podcasting. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh man. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> Sam lied to me. Everybody Somebody, lied to me. Somebody lied to you. <laughs> Joe Rogan lied to you, I think. That's all right. I'll go beat him up. Okay. I'm sure. I really won't. Maybe you can fight juggle him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he would probably be down for that. Fight juggling? Yeah. I don't know if he can juggle. Throw, he'd throw a mean sidekick, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one takeaway that I saw with this entire survey was in terms of all brewery employees, including your your head head brewer, uh, brewmasters, all of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and this includes breweries below 1,000 barrels a year to over 500,000 barrels a year. Okay. So it was the breadth of yeah. the industry. 3% or less make over $75,000 a year. Yeah, that makes sense to me. See, that doesn't make sense to me. Really? Yes. Because once you get into the bigger the bigger breweries, once you get into the regional ones and things like that, there is a lot that has to be taken care of, and there is a lot of stock that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of beer that you're responsible for. I mean, just thousands and millions of gallons. Yeah, but I think you're uh, what you're talking about, though, is it's just upscaling. It's not just because you're responsible for a larger amount doesn't necessarily mean the work really changes. Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Is because if you screw up, your screw ups are a lot bigger. Yeah, they're a lot more bigger. They're a lot, they're more, a lot more expensive. So yeah. if you have somebody that is uh, responsible and able to do this at a consistent basis, mm-hmm. that is the kind of person that you would want to keep in your business. So you would need to keep them happy. Sure. But if the market's already kind of dictating that nobody really makes that much. True, true. Then the person at the top can't really, you know, dictate. So, you know, they, um, so they're, they're screwing themselves. You, yeah. Everybody's got to get paid. The, the person or people, really, mm-hmm. who are in that 3% would have to be the ones that raise the limit. Correct, correct. So if they're not asking for that, then you can't get that. <laughs> this is how it goes. They maintain the ceiling. Yeah. I would say... Probably part of that might have to do with uh, just, again, when you're upscaling and you mm-hmm. have expected loss with that kind of level. Right. Um, revenue versus actual profit versus what can actually be, you know, uh, paid out to employees. Mm-hmm. If they're always returning kind of profits and revenue mm-hmm. back into the stream of production True. And, and producing new beers and producing labels and producing things like that. Right. They're not necessarily putting it back into employees. To to keep them, to retain them. Right. So, right. like, again, you also have to look at the breweries that have owner brewers. That is also another point uh, that they did not get into. Yeah. Uh, it, it seemed like a lot of it were the, the head brewers were underneath ownership. Mm-hmm. So... That was a, another angle I wanted to get to. Was this this seemed to be a bit incomplete? Yeah, and it is. And, and, and talking with with uh, former home or former brewers who are now you know brewery owners, they everybody said once they got to a certain point, everybody had to move away from actual brewing. Mm-hmm. They had to bring other people in because there was too much other business things to take care mm-hmm. of. So if you are there to to brew, like that is your passion. I don't think it's going to be as lucrative as you think. And the bottom line with this entire thing is if you're going to do that, you need to have that business acumen as well. Right. So it's kind of a cautionary tale. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that 
well, not just, but like a couple episodes ago, we were talking about that brewery that opened up in the South that had two guys that were like marketing and business at Anheuser-Busch mm-hmm. and then one of the former brewers of Stone. Right. And that's exactly kind of the model you're talking about. The brewer from Stone is just still doing the brewery stuff. Right. Whereas the two marketing guys, obviously, are the CEOs and the, you yeah. know, the forward-facing business entities. Right. Yeah, of course, they're going to be the ones that collect the most money. They they are the Bruce Wayne, while the uh, brewer is the Lucius Fox. There you go. <laughs> Put a nice little bow on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the brewers are never, unless there's a brewer who maintains, you know, ownership mm-hmm. and and brewer status, they're not going to make top dollar. True. You only you only make top dollar as a CEO. Right. That's just you gotta <laughs> that's be just what it is. Top of that pyramid. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it seems to me that without your brewers, you don't have a brewery. Yeah. So you got to keep them happy. That's true. Maybe I'm just looking at it from a, 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 a an incorrect angle. No, I mean, I think you're, you're right in thinking that, you know, people should maybe be getting more. And again, that, that defaults back to the top 3%. Mm-hmm. If they feel like they're well off enough with what they're getting they're not going to rock the boat exactly and there and just like there was a general economic study that went out in the world that is like if you're an american and you earn more than seventy-two thousand mm-hmm. a year money stops being a factor in your happiness that is true yeah yeah and it's just like that that's kind of the base cutoff because you know obviously that's way above what <laughs> you know most people make right but that actually puts all those brewers that you're talking about in that category mm-hmm. and so if they're actually happy with the work they do they're not going to push and they have that you know level of income mm-hmm. where money is no longer kind of the driving factor in happiness they're yeah. not they're not going to push makes yeah. sense to me yeah yeah so there you go. <laughs> All right then. Neat. It's an interesting thing that you brought up there, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not obviously. Neither of us are brewers, or neither of us are even on the low end of the totem pole. Right. Them. Exactly. They won't even let us look at the totem pole. Uh, you can get a job humping cases around. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can. You can quit your nice plushy engineering job and get a job at a brewery if you want you are correct i could yeah that is that is factual i could and then you'll know what it's like to make ten dollars an hour um i don't know we'll keep talking about it i guess yeah as new things pop up maybe there's a more complete study or a better interview source that comes from this right right I, i feel like there's more coming out of this yeah Somebody, somebody may speak up more. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll get another angle. But uh, for now, I just have a couple events coming up in Pittsburgh and the surrounding areas. Okay. Yeah. So big pours this weekend. Oh, yes. That, that is one of the preeminent Pittsburgh yeah. festivals. I'm not going. Beer fest. I'm not going either. <laughs> yeah. So not that I don't want to go. Right. I'm just, I'll be out of town that weekend. And I have no money. So Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. I have no money and I'll actually be uh, pouring at a event on Saturday in Ambridge. Ah, uh, yes. For a homebrew event. I don't have the details on that. Just search Ambridge homebrew event. <laughs> I'll be there. Then next weekend on the 22nd is Brewing Up a Cure. Yes. That's a favorite event of ours. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to that yet or not. I don't know if I'm going either. I, yeah. I would like to. That is, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's always been one of the ones that we've always wanted to go to. That was always on the list. Right. The must-goes, must-attends. Yeah. Like, I've been going, I think, for the past four years. Yeah. But... uh this one just kind of surprised me because it's usually two weeks into October. Right. 
And this one snuck up on me. And no. I don't know why the move. <laughs> I don't know why the move either. Um, maybe Brutal pushed them out or something. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and then we have the Greensburg Craft Beer Week. That is from the 20th to the 30th. So that's like 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it is. It's a week. I assume that is encompasses two weekends. Yeah, it starts on the 20th. And then like the first big event is the Home Brew and Chill on the 23rd. Okay. And that's just like a home brewing event, obviously. And then they have the collaboration beers that are also part of the beer week. Gotcha. And then it ends on the 30th with uh, Brewers Double Dare. I guess that. Uh, well, it sounds exactly as it is. They're, they're, oh, oh! <laughs> they're playing double dare, but with uh, the brewers. Oh, I like that. that. Parti- uh, participate in the week. I like that. Uh, I, I kind of like the uh, prizes that are part of the uh, home brew and chill as well. So, brewer's choice. Okay. You get the brew with fury. Oh, okay. And if you're the people's choice winner, you get to brew with uh, one of the breweries. And you get to brew a collaboration beer for the next year's craft beer week. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think I thought so. But yeah, other than that, there's just like a whole bunch of events all over the place, you know, featuring Yellow Bridge, Fury, Levity, Rivertown, All Saints, Noblestein, Laurel Highlands. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, the only thing about that is it's just like uh, Greensburg is... It's the wrong side of, t- side of town. Well, one, is the wrong side of town, but it's technically like all the breweries that are included uh-huh. are all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> like Fury to Rivertown. That's a bit of a run. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but I do like I do like the events that they're having. It seems like they're having a more varied amount of events. Mm-hmm. As compared to Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Which I can appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that. But And I think another thing is they, they're probably a lot more flexible. They can do a lot more because they are a smaller Craft Beer Week. Yeah. You they, know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, they seem to be a little bit more involved with the community and things mm, like that. So. A little more adventurous. Yeah. I would say I would say check it out. The one thing I'm not a huge fan of is, and this is just a tip for the website maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't know every brewery that's participating. Oh. Yeah. They don't have a list. They have a sponsor list, but oh. that's not the same thing as participating brewery list. No. Yeah. So it would be kind of, I don't know, maybe get on the ball for that next yeah. year. <laughs> hint, hint. But yeah, otherwise, check it out. Just so you know, Steve does web design. No, I don't. <laughs> Shut up. I'm getting you paid. <laughs> Steve does bad web design. <laughs> HopNationUSA.com. Check it out. <laughs> Speaking of checking out, uh, let's check out this Island Goza with the umlauts, I might add, from mm-hmm. Ellicottville, mm-hmm. our... Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you want to put it? Feature Brewery. How do you like that? Feature Brewery. There you go. It only took us 77 episodes to get to that. That makes it sound really important. That's right. They they lobbied for us to have them on the show. They Mm-mm. begged. They pleaded. <laughs> they had... Don't lie about that. <laughs> get us in trouble. Uh, we found three Ellicottville beers and we put them on the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I like Ellicottville. I've had their beers right. before, so it wasn't a hard sell to put them on the show. Yeah, I, we had one on the show before, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, you know I don't dislike them, so I was open to doing this episode. <laughs> I got, I got no beef with them. Yeah, I don't dislike them. <laughs> so this island goes. Uh, uh, we already talked about this at length. Yeah. I like this beer. Now that I drank a little bit more, mm-hmm. and actually now that it warmed up a little bit, I kind of like it a little bit more. It seems like the, the tartness has kind of gone away a little bit. I'll totally agree with that. The tartness definitely has faded, but that uh, cereal aftertaste hasn't. I see. I don't mind that. That's fine. You, I, I'm just warning the audience that it tastes <laughs> like Fruity Pebbles on the back end, like really heavily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one of the books. Yeah, that's one. We'll see what number two has to offer. Okay. 
Okay, bye. Let's get paid. Do you like dogs? Do you like beer? How about you come on down to the Beaver County Tales on the Trails Pet Walk, sponsored by the Beaver County Humane Society on September 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Brady's Run Park. It'll also be featuring the wine and brew for the rescue to help fundraise for the Beaver County Humane Society. It'll be featuring beers from breweries like Cobble House, Southern Tier, and Flying Dog, as well as wine from wineries like Black Dog and Deer Creek. Come on down and check it out. Take a pause for the cause. Segment two beginning... Now, that's the Devil's Even. Did you know that? The what? Devil's Even. Two sevens. Devil's Even. 77. The Devil's what? Zeben. Zeben? Yeah, but the umlauts. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Hop Nation. I thought you were just like using gibberish words. Well, kind of. <laughs> or slurring. I thought you were actually just slurring. That's the Devil Deben. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is the left side of my body feeling numb? <laughs> I smell toast. <laughs> So we are here. We are talking Ellicottville Brewing Company, and I and I misspoke in segment one. Uh, they have actually been brewing since 1995. You didn't misspoke. You just didn't, didn't speak. I didn't speak. So now <laughs> I've got hard information off the side, side of a can. Yeah. Uh, they've been brewing since 1995. Yes. So my bad on that one. But now we have hard data. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their information, not mine, so I feel comfortable about it. Right. Now you can put that out into the world. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of getting things out into the world, what do you say we uh, – Tap in, no pun intended, into the second beer. Sure. Steve, take it away. So the second beer of the evening, coming from Ellicottville, New York City, weighing in at a 235 pounds. <laughs> nope. No? <laughs> nope. Something hazy. <laughs> the unfiltered IPA. It comes in at a 5% ABV. And then the big number. And then it's 100 IBUs. Now, during the break, you and I had a very brief conversation about this number. Yeah, well, the conversation was I just wanted to talk differently about IBUs. Okay. And I wanted to get us thinking differently, maybe. How so? So I read an article, and it was on Sohm Beer. Okay. We follow them on the Twitter. And they follow us. Yeah, and they put out some information. Uh, but one of the writers put up an article about IBUs and the reason why things are so funky dunky. Cuckoo bananas? Yeah. Stupid and full of lies, really. <laughs> okay. When it comes to high IBU beers. Okay. And why IBUs kind of don't make uh, sense anymore. There's no correlation anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's there's hardly correlation. So and most of it has to do with the fact of the hops that are being used. Okay. Now, IBUs, when we think of them, we think that that means just how bitter it is. Mm-hmm. But that's not the original intention of the measurement. Okay. The original intention of the measurement was how much is off, how much it offsets the sweetness of a beer. Okay, so that's why you can have a high, high IBU beer and mm-hmm. still have some sweetness. Right. Because it, it's just a a battlefront. Especially when you get into double IPAs and mm-hmm. triple IPAs, because those have really high sugar content. Right. So you can jump into an 80 IBU beer and it's not going to be bitter at all because it's kind of perfectly balancing. Makes sense. The the sugars. Everything's just going to 11. Right. Instead of just one thing going to 11. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so when you get into beers that have like these 100 IBUs and things like that, mm-hmm. it's just measuring the parts per million of isohumolone. Okay. Which is basically what happens when alpha acids break down. Gotcha. Into okay. a liquid. Okay. So it's measuring that. And with that, it doesn't take in consideration the properties of the hop itself. 
Okay. So hops have that more piney. Hops can have be more, you know, flavorful and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because really, the process happens in the boil. Right. And that's where that's why West Coast IPAs are usually really really punchy mm-hmm. because they usually do it in the boil and then filter it later. Right. Most of these hazy IPAs, like the one we're drinking right now, mm-hmm. is done dry hopping. Gotcha. So it doesn't it doesn't absorb the same way either. Makes sense. And that's why IBUs kind of <laughs> don't make sense. <laughs> kind of a misnomer. Yeah. So one thing you can tell is on the nose if it has a hoppy nose just by smelling it. So let's do that. It's hoppy. It's, yeah. it's actually I, I find it kind of fruity as well. Yeah, and it's supposed to be fruity and juicy. Nothing says on this can about what hops were used. It says it was a blend of American hops. Okay. So, but it's supposed to be juicy and fresh. And layers of hot flavor. Well, I I feel that there's only one thing left to do. Yes, taste it. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hmm. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. I understand what they're going for. Don't like it. I do. It's and fine. That, and that and that comes down to taste. Yeah, it's fine. Mm. Again, you know, Adam's making. I hate my IPA face and yeah. things like that. Right. But so, somebody gave the dog a lemon. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, again, it's not a 100 IBU punch in your face right? like a six-point resin. That is true. That is true, and yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah, six-point resin, that, that I, I feel like that one accurately represents what a 100 IBU beer should be. Yeah, that's on the, if, I, yeah. I will never have one. Yeah, this one, it's, hey, yeah, it's hoppy, and it's got a bit of a resinous back end to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it doesn't, you know, it's not brutal in any way for me. It seems like this beer and the last beer that we had are kind of having the similar approach where uh, they're kind of divisive. Divisive? Divisive. Divisive? 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 Nope. Divisive. (laughs) They're kind of divisive in that, yes, they're good, but you have to enjoy that style or you have to enjoy what their approach is. Yeah, you really have to enjoy this style. And this is not a gateway drinker. No, it is not. This is a couple steps up. Yeah. But for me, yeah, I enjoy it. Oh, right on. I enjoy it well enough. What do you say we get into segment two? Okay. And we are actually going to debut a brand new segment here on the Hop Nation USA podcast. Sure. Uh, This is the Hop Nation USA Traveler's Guide. So, is this brand new? I feel like we've done Traveler's Guides before. Okay, well, I just haven't come up with a punchy name yet. I feel like we've done Traveler's Guides before, maybe. Maybe? I just can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> it, it seems right. So, what we're going to do with this segment is we are going to uh, we're gonna have a road trip. Uh, and in this road trip, we're going to talk about where you want to stop, what you want to do when you get there, where you want to stay, where you want to drink, things like that. We are starting here in Pittsburgh, and we are going all the way to Ellicottville, New York. So the best way to do that is we are going to take Interstate 79 straight north to Erie. Now that's about, what do you consider that, an hour and a half, two hour drive? To Erie? To Erie. Ah, I'd say probably about two hours. We'll call it two hours. Yeah, because it's about hour to Butler. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'd tack another hour to Erie. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and then I think it's like three and a half to Buffalo. Yes, yes. Buffalo. And we're going to highlight some of the breweries that you can stop at along the I-79 corridor. You can stop at any of these if you want. You don't have to. Uh, here's just some of our recommendations. Uh, as you go north, you can definitely stop at Shoe Brew. We've talked mm-hmm. about them multiple times on the show. Uh, north Country and Slippery Rock, we've talked about them multiple times on the show. Uh, there's Zombie Bed was one of the best beers that we had here on the show. Go back to episode 34, I believe. That was uh, that was back in October, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. October last year. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 34. We're talking about the North Country zombie bed. Good beer. How did you know that in episode 34? Autism. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't know what to do with this now. Just keep going up this corridor. We're just going to keep going. Go to Timber Creek. We are, that's is, exactly where we're going is Timber stop. Creek. Yes. Uh, and actually, Grove City has a couple of places you can stop at. Grove City. And now there is a voodoo brewery. Oh, yeah, that's right. In Grove City. So you could definitely stop there, either one. I would recommend both. And then you can stop in Meadville. You can stop at Sprague Farm, or you can stop at Voodoo again. Voodoo proper. Voodoo proper. And next, that'll take you up to Erie. Now, Erie is a bit of a hub on this trip. Okay. Because there are multiple breweries you can go to here. All right. You can do the uh, the Mill Creek Brewing Company. Uh, you can go to Brew Erie, which I find to be a fantastic name. That's where you put in a response, Steve. I was about to take a drink, you jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to these places, so I don't, okay. have, I don't have much of a response. So the nice thing about, about Brew Erie is it is in the old Erie train station. Okay. So it has that nice old world, big, huge cathedral style ceilings you know, feel to it. It's mm-hmm. very big. It's very wide. It's very historic. I really like that. But that's not where we're stopping for lunch. Okay, where do you want to go for lunch? We are stopping at the Erie Brewing Company. All right. Why are we stopping there? Number one, they make good beer. I really like their Skipper Stout, especially when it's on nitro there. One of my favorite beers. Skipper Stout's pretty solid. I am a fan. However, they also have Wildwoods John Pizza. All right. Brick oven. It's really good. (laughs) Wildwoods John, I believe, actually originated in Edinburgh. Okay. Another college town. Not Scotland. Not Scotland. Edinburgh. (laughs) Although they are the fighting Scots. I'm sure they are. (laughs) If you're going to steal your damn name from a town in (laughs) Scotland. Edinburgh Cougars. No, that doesn't doesn't work. Edinburgh Cabers. (laughs) They're going to get tossed. Ah. And then uh, we're we're crossing the state line. We are going to New York State, the home state of Ellicottville Brewing Company. There is a place that you have to stop on the way up there. It It is one of the crown jewels of the region. Uh, everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. Niagara Falls. Southern Tier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So close. Almost had it. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Yeah. <laughs> but they are in Lakewood, New York. They're actually just off of Interstate 86 and right next to Lake Chautauqua. Uh, if you haven't heard of Southern Tier, uh, why are you listening to this show? Actually, no. I take that back. Because they live in the West Coast, you jerk off. <laughs> Or they live in Arizona. <laughs> Possibly. So for those that are not familiar with Southern Tier, uh, they make some of the best beers. Pastry Boy City. Yep. Uh, I would say they are one of the original heavy hitters when it comes to pumpkin beers. Uh, when it comes to pumpkin beers and then just dessert beers in general, uh, is it's so fattening and gross it's and so fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and what's nice there is you can take a tour there of their facility. I mean, it's it's a big place, although it's interesting because it's in an industrial park. Okay. So it's not necessarily, you know, it's like some of the other breweries where it's a big old showcase. Right. Now, once you get there, yes, it's very nice, but you kind of have to find it. Yeah, it's it's in an industrial park. Yeah, there's there's, there's a couple of breweries I've heard like that where like they're just tucked away and right. <laughs> you go, oh, I guess there's something here. Right, exactly. And then you get there and it's amazing. 
Yeah. And I, I so, wish when I worked in an industrial park, <laughs> I had a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sorry. Can't help you there. Every industrial park I worked in just had more industry full of uh, jagoffs and criminals. <laughs> and miscreants. <laughs> yeah. Miscreants and ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> so one of the nice things at, at this brewery is... If and when you take the tour, and I highly recommend taking the tour, they have a separate tasting room for you that is kind of in a, a mezzanine area. So you can overlook the entire brewery while you try some of the beers. Neat. And they also have a tasting room there. It's kind of, they have two separate areas. They have a uh-huh. tasting room. They have the mezzanine area. They, they have some fantastic beers. They got all sorts of swag. The one thing I don't like about it, they don't have food. Oh. They got, like, peanuts and things like that. Strange. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Huh. kind of wish they had... You know, because I could go for a Reuben. You think by now, <laughs> like right, right. How do you how do you put it in a brew pub in Pittsburgh? But you not <laughs> put it in like a hot dog roller, <laughs> hot dog roller. Yeah, you know, you know. I mean, you keep it clean. They can. That's true. They got the they got the fundage. Yeah, they, they can, can do that. They can keep it cleaner than a Seven Eleven. But we still. make enough money, we can have a clean <laughs> hot dog roller. That's right. <laughs> so once you're there and you are fully satisfied with all of your fantastic beers from Southern Tier, it's time to hit the road again, and it is finally time to hit the Anchor Indian, Bar. No, the Indian Casino. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going the wrong direction. <laughs> we're going straight west. Oh, okay. Straight east. Oh, okay. East. We are west. We're going east yeah. instead of northeast. Okay. But no, we got to hit the Indian Casino. Oh, Mohegan Sun? Is that what it is? No. 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 No, Mohegan Sun is That's Scranton a... and then also another part of New York. Correct. And I think yeah. they're also in Connecticut. Okay. I've actually stayed at the Mohegan Sun in, in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Yeah, yeah. It's very nice. I have been to the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Yeah, I no, no, I was on assignment working up there. I like that. I was just like, I'll have a casino buffet. I don't care. Yeah, what the hell? On company dime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was Crab. on company dime. So Crab legs and tiramisu. Yeah, exactly. Skip the salad. Somebody else pays for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what do you have in your tote bag? Nothing. Don't worry about Mind it. Mind your business. <laughs> But yes, uh, they have a very nice casino up there. But that's that's you know, if you want to play some craps, go ahead and do that. I don't care. That's okay. not that's not what we're here for. But we are finally going to get to beautiful Ellicottville. Ellicottville is a small mountain town. Uh, a population, I'd say maybe five thousand, maybe ten thousand. Okay. You know, it is not a big town whatsoever, but it is a resort town. Mm. So there is stuff to do. Because this is the resort of Holiday Valley. Correct. Okay. Correct. Holiday Valley Ski Resort is about. I'd say a mile and a half outside of the town center. Okay. So uh, it, it's very interesting because I've been up there multiple times myself. Uh, it, it's it's together but separate, where if you were there purely for skiing, you can stay at the resort. You can have an entire weekend of skiing. You don't have to go into town at all. Oh, okay. Or conversely, if you're not into skiing, you can go to Ellicottville, stay in the town center all weekend long, be fully entertained, have a great time. You don't have to worry about Snowflake 1. Fair enough. So it's it's interesting how it's set up that it's together but separate. Segregated. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. I was just, you know, I'm just not white enough to go into skiing, so. 
Wait. It's not my thing. You're not white enough? Nah. I don't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to run the lift. So they also obviously have skiing. They have snowboarding. They have tubing. They have golf in the summertime. They've got all the accoutrements that you would expect with a holiday resort. But there's a couple of other neat things in Ellicottville uh, that you could, could check out. Uh, first things first, if you're going to be there, go for a couple of days. And there is one very interesting place. It's called the Brickstone Suites. Uh, it is an old loft uh, that was broken up into five suites. And that's it, just five. Okay. Total of five. Well, what do they do? They are in downtown Ellicottville. Are you just suggesting this is where you sleep? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. The reason being... <laughs> you said go there like there's like activities. <laughs> well, it, it, it's great because it's in the center of town. And it has the best deck I have ever seen for a hotel. Okay. I mean, it is... It, I'll show you pictures later. Sure. And it is absolutely gorgeous. It overlooks the the uh, the main drag of town. It is center cut. Okay. So you recommend lodging at the Brickstone Suites? Yes. Okay. That is correct. The other reason is it is one block away from the Ellicottville Brewing Company. Oh. So you can walk there. Or stumble home. Also, yes. Yeah. And along the way, or on the way back, depending on how you're feeling, Froggy, uh, there is also multiple bars along the way. If you feel like you need to get into the party crowd again, uh, you can always stop in at Balloons. That is the restaurant and nightclub that is between the suites and Ellicottville Brewing. Is it like a knockoff Hooters? See, that's the thing. It's not even like that. It's just like a regular nightclub kind of setup. You know, big, okay. big ski resort bar kind of thing. Okay. I think the only thing is there's like a stained glass hot air balloon in one of the doors oh that's about it fair enough i don't i don't get it <laughs> there's there's nothing else to signal balloons <laughs> no there isn't and there was no signage and there was no history of mm. you know on this date they some jamoke decided to land his balloon in the middle of the street right and like we need to name a bar after this <laughs> nothing like that okay uh, yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead. Uh, there's also another couple place, nice places. The Gin Mill, very nice place to go. Uh, however, it's time to relax a little bit. All right. It's time to relax. So what we're going to do is we are going to the Ellicottville Salt Cave. This, this sounds too much relaxed. It sounds boring. And then, I'm bored now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've been to the Salt Cave in Beaver County. Have you really? Well, yeah, you fucking parked your car in there. Oh, no, 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 no. This this is therapeutic. Oh, this isn't a salt mine? This is not, no, this is not a salt mine. This is like in the middle of town. This uh -huh. is like a business. Okay. So apparently, and I had never heard of this. Have you ever been or heard of a salt cave is, it, for therapeutic purposes? No. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Give me one more guess. Is this, uh, is this a uh, float? You know, a float tank type thing? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Uh, so apparently what you do is you have a room that is caked in tons of Himalayan pink sea salt. Uh-huh. What they'll do is they'll set you in there, some nice music, some nice lighting, you know, very calm, very cool, very collected. And you're supposed to breathe all this in and they'll, they'll pump in some refined salt into the air. And apparently that's really supposed to help with respiratory problems. That sounds like it causes respiratory. <laughs> that was my thought, too. But apparently that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to calm your nerves. It's supposed to clear out some respiratory problems just by sitting in a big box of salt. And breathing in a bunch of salt. Right. Uh, sure. Okay. It, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a thing. That doesn't it, make it healthy. <laughs> it's a thing. 
<laughs> hey, everybody, come on down to Steve's Cayenne Cave. Ooh. I'm going to throw fucking spices in your eyes. Don't give me $30. Breathe, breathe it in. You know, you could probably get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have this skeevy doctor who's willing to say if you bust lines of cayenne up your nose, <laughs> that it's good for you. 60 bucks, hand it over. Make him sign the form first. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Vinnie Boombat says it's okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to go sit in a cave of salt, mm. Ellicottville is your place. Apparently, there's stuff like that in Pittsburgh, too. Yeah, there's float tanks. I didn't know that this is like a whole... It's a whole other thing. This is a whole other thing of sitting in a room and... Because yeah. I, was, I was looking through, you know, things to do in Ellicottville. Right. And I came across the Ellicottville Salt Cave. Again, this is a very white person thing to do. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. It this totally is. is. I, I've got way too much money on my hands. Right. How money, can I get rid of Money this? and time. Ooh, why don't I sit in salt? Yeah, why don't I sit around in salt and breathe salt? Right. I mean, I can I can understand it if it was something that was naturally occurring and you could just go there. <laughs> what? I just want every therapy session to end with Mr. Fuji throwing a handful in somebody's eyes. You pay top dollar for that. That's right. You get the old Bret Hart treatment. <laughs> I we greatly enjoy that. Uh, so there is one final thing you can do. It's a bit out of town. Uh, something that I know you will enjoy. Maybe. The... <laughs> The Zippo Museum is only 30 minutes away. I'm bored again. Okay. All right. I can tell because you're cutting up your notebook with a pocket knife. Yes. but <laughs> uh, Museums are kind of boring to me. All right. So uh, there, there is things to do. Obviously, the centerpiece will be the Ellicottville Brewing Company. Mm -hmm. Very nice facility. Yeah. And they have both indoor and outdoor facilities. Very nice. I really like their bathroom. Okay. <laughs> it's a very nice bathroom. All right. Just, Great. <laughs> Just New York, <laughs> number one rated bathroom. I mean, I'd pee in it again. Outside of the Adirondacks. Aww. <laughs> I'm sure that in more skiing up there, I'm sure it's better. Right. Yeah. 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 Better than yellow snow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to do. Definitely check it out. If you have any questions, uh, ask somebody else. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've exhausted all my research. <laughs> I mean, you've been there. Somebody yeah. can ask you about other things to do. True. I have never been to the Ellicottville Salt Cave, though. Okay. I am genuinely curious to try it, though. Sure. You got white people money. Go find out. See, I was kind of hoping they'd just be like, yeah, come up, try it out. You mentioned this. Free advertising. <laughs> Have a sesh. I doubt. Maybe they'll give you 10 bucks off. I mean. Or maybe they'll just give you the Mr. Fuji for free. <laughs> now get out of here. <laughs> get off our property. <laughs> All right. Let's stop talking about that. I don't want to disparage them anymore. They're a legitimate business. I want to talk about Mr. Fuji. You can go ahead and do that after we talk about this. It cost Yokozuna the title at WrestleMania. really nine. did. <laughs> Let's get back to the something hazy. Hazy. The unfiltered IPA. Yeah. Thoughts? I still like it. Okay. Yeah. It, I don't know. It doesn't blow me away or anything. It just, it's good. And I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, this whole 100 IBU shit just needs to cut it. They, we need to figure out a better way of measuring bitterness in a beer. So it sounds to me like you, you probably would have enjoyed this a little bit more if that number wasn't even on there. I mean, well, no, I wouldn't enjoy it more. I don't think I would enjoy it more. Oh, all right. I'm just saying take the number off. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a who's line number. Yeah. It, it's like, it's a good beer. Um, it doesn't put itself apart from anything, though. Okay. You know, there's a lot of better hazy IPAs out there. I like the fact that it doesn't just look like orange juice, though. True. Like, it still looks like beer, mm -hmm. but otherwise, 
Yeah, it's just good. It, there's nothing... Okay. Yeah, nothing super exciting, though. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. That's because it comes down to the style. Period. Yep. That's all. There you go. So what do you say? We take a break? We can take a break, and we'll come back with segment three of episode 77. What is up, Hop Nation? This is Jason Sircone of BreakingBrews.com, also of the Over a Couple of Beers podcast that is soon to be coming out of retirement. You can catch up on old episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, and follow OACOB podcast on social media. Looking forward to wrapping with you guys on the podcast waves very soon. Today, I am here to talk to you about Pittsburgh Libations Week. That's right, the inaugural Pittsburgh Libations Week is coming your way starting Friday night, October 12th, and we are getting the party started in grand fashion with a kickoff bash taking place at Nova Place in the north side. Nova Place was home to Fresh Fest, as well as the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild Brewery Guide launch. So we're looking forward to bringing another great event to that venue, and we are going to be showcasing all sorts of beer, spirits, mead, ciders, all types of fermented beverages will be on hand at this event. You do not want to miss it. So to get your tickets, all you need to do is jump over to universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. That's universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. You're going to get a good idea of everybody who is joining the party, who's going to be pouring samples for you guys, and you can grab your tickets to be part of the event that's starting it all. Once that event concludes, the rest of the week is going to be filled with all sorts of great events. We've got a golf scramble plan. We've got a whiskey dinner. We've got whiskey and beer symposiums on the schedule, an axe throwing tournament, and a lot of our great sponsors that are making Pittsburgh Libations Week possible have got some really cool events lined up. So check out the event calendar on our website at www.pittsburghlibationsweek.com. And you can also follow Pittsburgh Libations Week on social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily information and all kinds of fun stuff. So we'll be wrapping with you guys leading up to and all the way through the inaugural Pittsburgh Libations Week. We can't wait for you guys to join us. Check out the kickoff bash page once again, universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. We look forward to partying with you guys October 12th through October 20th. Segment three coming right at you here. Ellicottville Brewing Company is the beer du jour. The feature. The feature beer. We'll put it in the lights. Sure, maybe. Why not? What <laughs> yeah, the hell? Yeah, maybe they get famous for us. I like it. And then they have to thank us. Yes. With a party and a parade. Yes. A parade through the salt cave. <laughs> You're still hung up on that salt cave, aren't it you? It sounds so weird. <laughs> it does sound weird. I'll have to show you pictures afterwards. Okay. It's goofy. It's pink. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you said it was Himalayan sea salt. Though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me go in a different direction with you here. Let's get the beer number three. Okay. From the beautiful people of Ellicottville Brewing Company. Okay. The Cold Espresso. Eels. Is beer number three. This is their blonde ale, and obviously, by hearing the term espresso, it goes fast. It's a coffee blonde. That's what I said. It no. Okay. No. So it's a coffee blonde. Right. Hey, why did the snail spray paint S on the side of his race car? Why? Because anytime he went by, he wanted to say, hey, look at that S car go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to Mr. Fuji you. <laughs> 
I feel good about that one. You shouldn't. <laughs> you really shouldn't. <laughs> so this beer, the Cold Espresso, 7% ABV, mm-hmm. 23 IBUs, and it is brewed with a Haitian coffee bean. Interesting. Yes. Willing to try this? As am I. This is like the third blondish or lightish coffee ale I've had. I can get you this one. I can get you the Cold Drip City. Right. And what's the third one? Uh, the third one was at a homebrew event. Ah, okay. That uh, Actually, it was at Brewing Up a Cure, and it was a pumpkin coffee that used uh, white coffee beans. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, maybe white pumpkin, even. I can dig on that. Yeah. But, yeah, this is it's not completely common, I don't think, for no. for these lighter coffee beers. No, but I'm okay with that. Although, for a blonde ale, it is kind of dark. And very oh, yeah. Copperish. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely darker than a normal blonde right. ale. Good looking, good looking beer, though. Yeah, it's cloudy, but not. Uh, there's not a lot of sediment or shit floating around in it. Cloudy without being hazy. Right. Um, head retention, minimal. I'm no surprise there. On the nose, it is, it is coffee. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's straight up coffee. Yeah, I like that, though. <laughs> Uh, I know I like that a lot as well. Yep. So uh, no no sense messing around. Nope. I like this beer. I'm on board. Yep. Yep. Finally, we found one that we both like. Yeah, one we both agree on. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because. Gee, I wonder which one's getting the gold medal. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's funny because all three of these beers had a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean that's kind of a testament right there. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't think anything we had tonight was like bad. No, no, none of these go into mother logger territory no. whatsoever. Oh god, no. You know, I'm, and I'm starting to wonder if we should revise that as to whether the mother logger is still considered the worst. Why are you thinking putting the coffin odd there? Yeah, okay. I feel like the coffin odd is was way worse. That that was an <laughs> affront yeah. to God. That was yeah, that was a, a fight. That somebody was trying to start. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the, ignoring that. The, this beer, it, it's smooth. I like the fact that the coffee flavor kind of covers up the blonde, because I'm not a big fan of blonde ales. Right. They have that kind of odd maltiness in them mm-hmm. that I'm, I don't like. This one, this is one where the blonde is kind of the carrier. Right. For the coffee This day. is a delivery system. <laughs> yes. Yes. The blonde delivery girl. Yeah. And it, it works. It works really well. The, the coffee flavor is definitely there. It's a little more pungent on the nose. I kind of expected more coffee flavor in the yeah. beer, but it's more pungent on the nose. That might have to do with the way this is brewed, though, because if you're thinking like stouts, coffee just immediately goes into the mash mm-hmm. or into the boil, you know, like coffee's immediately introduced. I don't know how coffee was introduced into this. So when I've, I've actually made a, a, uh, a coffee blonde as well mm-hmm. uh, as a homebrew and reading up the way that i was told to do it and the way that i did it was you actually do a cold brew coffee mm-hmm. and then you you pour it in right before you bottle it okay so it's not part of the boil it's not part of the fermentation right it's a completely separate process that you add in right before you bottle or keg yeah so i'm wondering if that's the way they did this because it has such a such a pronounced nose such a pronounced coffee nose that i, I have a hunch that that's what happened yeah, I, w- I would guess that as well. I mean, that also makes sense as to why it's darker than a blonde ale. Yes. But it's still not like coffee brown or anything like right. that. So, yeah. Right, right. Bottom line, this is a good beer, and I have a hunch. I, Ellicottville, let us know if we are right. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Somebody tell us if we're right, but yeah, that, that makes sense. All right, segment three, let's hit it. So segment three this week, 
We're going to do a little bit of a beer fight. I like it. But this one comes with something of a background and an already set formula in a way. Okay. We're also going to do, I'm going to give you a little bit of a movie review in a way. Bring it on. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I don't remember exactly which one though. It's a while. Uh, but right. we, we talked about the Buzzard Hollow Beef film. Yes, I remember that fondly. Yeah. Well, I came across another uh, independent film. Okay. That also predominantly features craft beer in it. Go on. It's I mean, called Another Wolf Cop. Wait. Another Wolf Cop. Another Wolf Cop. So that means there was an original Wolf Cop? There was an original Wolf Cop. How am I just now hearing about these? Probably because you only watched Law and & Order and Family Guy. <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, I will disagree on that one. Uh, 7 o'clock is always Jeopardy. Thank you very much. Okay, but if you're only watching these things, <laughs> these long syndicated programs, you're mm. obviously not getting in the Canadian independent film. No. So, no, that yeah. is a genre that I, I <laughs> do not venture in. Right. So, just to give you a little background real quick, uh, Wolf Cop was a film that came out in 2014, and it features Lou Garou. Lou Garou? Lou Garou, which right. that actually uh, somewhat translates from French into werewolf. It's huh. a pun. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, but Luguru is the sheriff of Woodhaven, and he uh, is turned into a werewolf through occultist activities. Huh. He's also an alcoholic and a bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's, uh, yeah, he's a classic anti-hero. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but the film just uh, is full of trauma-esque blood and gore. Okay. It's pretty fantastic if you're into that. And then they made a sequel. Another Wolf Cop. Yeah, and the sequel came out this year. Uh, it was released uh, in July, I believe. But uh, Another Wolf Cop features the further adventures of Lou Garou. <laughs> I just like saying the name. <laughs> it, it, it does roll off the tongue nicely, yeah, I really must does. say. But in the plot of this film is that the town of Woodhaven is being taken over uh, by a new brewery. Okay. And the brewery is also paying for their new hockey team and uh, event center. Okay, why is this a bad thing? Because the owner of the brewery is actually a reptilian shapeshifter. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to have you say that entire sentence again. The owner of the brewery is a reptilian shapeshifter. I love how you're saying that, just matter of fact. That just, it just is. That's the way it is. He just is. He's a reptilian shapeshifter. Yeah. If you watched the first film, you would know that reptilian shapeshifters are the main bad guys. <laughs> 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 Well, now I know. Yeah, they're the problem. <laughs> but you can't tell because they're shapeshifters. They adopt a human form. All right. But the big plan is that they're introducing a new beer mm -hmm. from the brewery, and the beer is called Chicken Milk Stout. Chicken Milk Stout. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that in a second. All right. <laughs> the beer itself, what it does is it basically impregnates people who drink it. What? With a reptilian shapeshifter. What? And then, with the use of a device, the reptilian shapeshifter will burst out of their chest, much like Alien. What? <laughs> I don't know how you're not following this. I mean, I the words all make sense, <laughs> and they are in an order that I should understand. Yeah. But I just don't get it. I don't know how you're not following. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it's a simple Scooby-Doo plan. <laughs> Sell tainted beer to get aliens to burst out of people's chests. A tale as old as time. Take over Woodhaven. And then what? Well, then the world. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, you're a shit bad guy. You know that. <laughs> I'm all right with that. 
I've made this bed. I'll lay in it. Yeah. And it's up the wolf cop to stop it. So are there any other... You know what? I'm not going to get into this. You know what? I am going to get into this. Yeah. Are, are there any other wolf cops or is he kind of a lone wolf cop? No, he's a lone wolf cop. Okay. Yeah. There are other shapeshifters in the world. That are not reptilian based. Yeah. Okay. And it gets more into that in the comic book. Oh, this is based on a comic book? No. I think the, I think the comic book came out after the first movie. So and then there's like side stories. Oh, that, that kind of become canon no they're not canon okay yeah they're not canon it's just they're side stories oh all right yeah more about the world okay all right it's creating a world so is it all right i'm I'm having a hard time i don't understand why it's not that hard so (laughs) (laughs) so is this basically like true blood without the bayou definitely without the bayou (laughs) and more canadian-y uh does this take place in canada oh yeah absolutely takes place in canada okay yeah it's very canadian all right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it's very Canadian. I'm not going to get into that. They're fine people. Uh, in fact, they're, they sell Wolf Cop toques in the uh, in the convenience store. I would buy one. So, okay. All right. Maybe, maybe True Blood was a bit of a dig. Yeah. No, one. True Blood is not representative. It's much more like Toxic Avenger. Okay. Yeah, because True Blood... In every just, sense of the form. It just got out of control. Yeah, True Blood was something that started semi-serious and went stupid. It did. I Wolf finish. Cop has never been serious. Okay. Wolf Cop has always been hilarious and full of blood and gore and disgusting okay all right yeah. and it's awesome <laughs> and wolf dicks there's also wolf dicks <laughs> wait a minute who signed off on that one whoever's making a movie <laughs> i'd like to feel that there was a form that somebody had to sign to be able to show wolf dicks ah uh, no it's independent film you can do whatever no, I, I like to think you like to think but you're wrong some there is somewhere in the world there is a wolf dick form with somebody's signature on it no. make the cognizant decision i'm assigned this wolf dick form you're wait you're focusing way too much on wolf dick we <laughs> have really to move am. On. yeah let's move on it's this weird, is weird. <laughs> one of the other big features of uh, another wolf cop though is kevin smith makes a cameo what yeah kevin smith makes a very lloyd kaufman-esque cameo in fact so okay all right yeah I'd, I'd like to think that his cameo is him just standing at a gas pump with his jorts. Uh, you would be wrong. <sighs> his cameo is the mayor of Woodhaven. <laughs> and then he dies a very, very traumatic death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, it was very much a very Lloyd Kaufman-esque uh, appearance. So we're not we're not producing any spoilers here, are we, with this conversation? Uh, not terribly, no. Okay. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just... Minor plot points, okay. Yeah, minor that. plot points. All right. Yeah. So, where would somebody find this movie? Internet. Okay. Understood. Yeah, I believe it's on. I believe it's on Prime to uh, rent and download. Maybe on Hulu. It's okay. On, it's on other streaming services. All right. So it exists. It's you, out there. You could also buy the DVD. I believe. Okay. So yeah. Neat. So how does this tie into Beerify It? So Beerify It, like I already mentioned, they have a beer in the movie. Yes, the chicken milk stout. Yes, un- yes, uh, the chicken milk stout. And unlike Buzzard Hollow Beef, which featured beer from an actual brewery, the mm-hmm. Three Magnets Brewing Company, this uh, is all fictional. Okay. Meaning we can come up with our own recipe for chicken milk stout. Okay, this is a new approach. I like this. Yeah. So how are we going to start this off? So the name in itself implies that there's it's a milk stout, for one. Right. Yeah, that's pretty that's, easy. That's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's also chicken in it, though. That can go several directions. I got a couple ideas. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to remind you, if we go back to last year, mm-hmm. the Vale Brewing Company out of Virginia okay. partnered with Evil Twin yes. to make the Fried Fried Chicken Chicken double IPA. Okay. In which they threw actual 
pieces of Chick-fil-A tenders That's so good. into the mash. That just reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, where Michelangelo drops the pizza crust into the ooze. Yeah. And he just kind of walks away. Right. <laughs> That's what this is reminding me of. Yeah. I don't know how that beer turned out. I don't care to find out, if we're being honest here. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, every report I read said it wasn't supposed to taste like chicken. So, which is, okay. The, yeah. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. What's kind of the point of throwing in chicken if it's not going to taste like chicken? But that brings up another point. Why would you want it to taste like chicken? Just to try. Just to fuck around. I, 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 I guess. <laughs> yeah. I if you're going to fuck around, fuck around all the way. True. I really don't want to put chickens, whole chickens. Well, we're not talking whole chickens. We're, we could do chicken nuggies we could do tendies four fried chickens and a coke <laughs> we could do tendies we could do what you just said of four fried chickens and a coke <laughs> and some dry white toast please yeah we could do that we could maybe do how about two buckets of kfc okay extra crispy how are we gonna do this we're just gonna buy the two buckets just dump it in we're gonna tear it apart at all we're just gonna dump it in screw just dump it just dump it in Ugh, that's so weird though i know but that's how they did it in the uh the fried fried chicken chicken well then that's what we're gonna do yeah they just threw handfuls of tenders right, <laughs> right in the damn mash <laughs> so weird no idea how they got away with that uh, i don't know i think it had a four-star review on uh uh, rate beer, but who cares about that? Right. That's a whole other conversation. Also, you have to remember, it's Vale and Evil Twin. Mm -hmm. So, they usually can do no wrong in their fan base's uh, eyes. True. Yeah. So, yeah. they get they get seven stars on everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got the chicken. The milk stout, as you said, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to do this, let's add a couple other things in there. Right. Let's, let's stick with the chicken nuggets. I'm okay with going the nugs. So what goes with the nugs? You gotta have a dipping sauce. So I was thinking about this. Okay. And I'll let you go down your path. Okay. But I do have an alternate path possibly. All right. So for me, uh, it was previously mentioned that they use the Chick Fil A uh, chicken. However, uh, they did not use the Chick Fil A sauce, which I don't know if you've ever had the Chick Fil A sauce. I've had it, but I don't know what it's comprised of. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I don't even know what's in it. I don't care. I can, I can eat it by the bucket. I think it's mayonnaise-based, though, isn't it? I don't care. Okay, well, I'm just... All right, just forewarning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're already putting chicken nuggets in this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's already off the rails. All right. I say we put some uh, Chick-fil-A sauce in there. Okay. What is your thought? So my thought was to kind of gear it towards chicken and waffles oh okay all right yeah we have i i, I want to steer usually when you think stouts nowadays you also think like chocolate mm -hmm. i wanted to steer away from that i also wanted to steer away from coffee yeah but i'm thinking maybe to sort of enhance the chicken flavor in a way without and i guess you could also do this without even actually putting chicken in it but <laughs> kind of include the spices that you would usually spice chicken with. Okay. So some some black pepper. Yeah. Some crack you know crack black pepper. Eleven herbs and spices. Yeah. Peppercorn. Yeah. Use a little of uh, let's say like smoked uh, malts. Okay. Yeah. You know, give it a bit of a smoky flavor, and then maybe throw some like cayenne pepper in there. Okay. Get it a little spicy. Okay, I kind of like your idea a lot better. <laughs> like a lot better. It's, I'm trying to make it drinkable. <laughs> right, right, right. We, we will post this recipe at mm -hmm. the end. So I, I think on that's the website. A, a much better idea. Yeah. Um, and then, because the lactose is going to come in at the boil, mm -hmm. just kind of let that be. Yeah. And then uh, 
I think some some point in the secondary we introduced the maple syrup. Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That'll also keep it Canadian, too. <laughs> That's your in. As the film. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So we got the chicken. We got the waffles. We got the syrup. Yeah. We got the milk. This is sound like a pretty good breakfast. Yeah. There's got to be one more it's thing. It's a good breakfast out. I, I wasn't sure if we should go full hot sauce. No. Okay. No. I, I feel that the spices should be able to address that. Yeah. I think we're in good shape there. Okay. There's one other thing I think we got to put in there. Something we're missing. Yes. I can't quite put my finger on it. Is it another spice, probably? No. Is this a long-form tease to get me to uh, get you to say hot fuggle hop? <laughs> no, but now that you mention that, <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, being it's a stout, it really only needs, like, fuggle or Willamette. Right. It's it nothing. doesn't need anything big. No. Now, I feel that maybe maybe the way we serve it okay. needs to be unique. Hmm. Well, in the movie, it was just served in uh, tall boy cans. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just it was just a town drinking beer for ah, okay, yeah, a bunch of alcoholics. <laughs> Basically, the whole town in the movie is full of alcoholics. Oh, so it's a barely functioning town. I, you know, it works. Um, but then <laughs> you know the uh, Lou Guru, he is uh, a real big alcoholic, and he actually gains power from doing drugs and alcohol. It's like a Popeye thing. Okay. You know, right. when he's when he's in wolf cop form, uh-huh. yeah, he gets powered up by... Pretty much, yeah. Okay. All right. By booze. Screw it. Then that's how we're going to do it. We're going to serve it to him in spinach cans. <laughs> Served in spinach cans. Screw him. God. We'll wash him out first. Oh, okay. Some <laughs> spinach left over. I was, yeah. I was thinking, like, I guess if you wanted to add a little flair to it being served, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the new like kind of power up that uh the wolf cop discovers is that if he snorts moon dust oh good lord <laughs> he gets a little extra bit of a moon dust yeah moon dust moon dust okay so, so you could without stealing anything from the smithsonian right <laughs> you could possibly fake some sort of moon dust out of sugar something on the rim perhaps. yeah yeah exactly we can use a, a maybe a crystalline sugar right some sort of the sugar rim. some maybe smoke sugar or dyed in some way i like that let's yeah. make that happen <laughs> i think we got ourselves a winner works for me all right what are we gonna name this the chicken milk stuff. Yeah, you just named it the chicken milk stuff. It's already, yeah, it was already named for us. I know. That's a bad joke. Let's move they on. Did, they did the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check out that movie for another movie prominently featuring craft beer. I like it. Unfortunately, it's in the villain role, but. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, beer takes all all roles. Yeah. You know, yeah. all forms. Yes. Especially shape-shifting wizard people. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith. And, and hockey teams and donuts. It, it, it features everything good. Okay. And violence. So much violence. <laughs> i have to check it out. Yeah. So speaking of checking out, what do you think of this cold espresso? I'm still into it. You checking it? I'm checking it. I like it. Very good. Very drinkable. Yeah, this is a really drinkable beer. What was the ABV on it again? Seven. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I, I will say that uh, for me, a Blondale is usually a good beer to, to sit back on a back porch uh, on a hot summer day. Yeah. I don't believe this is a hot summer day beer. No, it isn't. It, it's a bit, a bit thick. This is uh this is in any other time beer. Yeah. This is not a hot summer day beer. Right. So this is a seventy five and below beer. This is a good brunch beer. Oh yeah. If you're if you're a person who's not into like 
mimosas and Bloody Marys, this is a good substitute for yes, you. Yes, it is. You can yeah. still participate. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can belong. Yeah, because it is also 7%. That's a, that's a bit much. Yeah, you can get hyped up on this. All right, what do you say we, uh, we go to the podium? Yes. I feel it is time uh, to go to the podium, so I'll let you go first this week. I'm ready. Okay, make it happen. So I'm going to go bronze for the Island Goza. I kind of like that beer. It's not the worst thing in the world, but that that weird flip where it goes from a very tart and fruity Goza to tasting like Fruity Pebble cereal is very strange for me. I didn't love it. <laughs> but the more I did drink it, 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 it abated on that tartness, which I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that it wasn't just sour warheads all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's okay. It's not my favorite Goza, but it's not my least favorite beer. Pick it out as you will. <laughs> you know, just grab a bottle if you're picking something up out of a sixer. The silver I'm going to give to the Ellicottville something hazy. Pretty good. Uh, there's nothing stand out about it, though. Like I said last week, I'm getting kind of tired of the haze craze. It's not with me anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of these beers because like they all offer... They all offer the same thing, basically, of a really pungent nose, but then weak on the actual drinking experience. Mm -hmm. And being that this was a 5% beer, and it also just didn't really deliver that much of a punch on the hop flavor, I, I was meh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then just it doesn't matter that it says 100 IBUs on it. <laughs> Like, I know there's people out there that seek that out specifically, and they're like, I refuse to drink anything that's under 100 IBUs. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. It's like you're just a tool bag because, like, it doesn't matter. Right. You know? There's only a few beers that, like, actually live up to that. Mm -hmm. And this isn't one. But it's still a good beer. I still like it a lot, and I would never turn down a can of it. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. But it's no Fulton 300. <laughs> <laughs> That beer has 80 IBUs, and it kicks the ass out of this one, so <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> With that, though, the gold is going to go to the Ellicottville Cold Espresso Blonde Ale. Even though I say that I'm not a big fan of Blonde Ales, that's usually just Blonde Ales on their own. They're, I don't know, they're lacking in some way. The, the, the coffee flavor, though, on this one is excellent. Just something about it is, it's very fresh on the nose. It's very pungent on the nose. If you love coffee... And I guess that's always something we, we never really preface that because we like coffee. That's true. We never think about people who don't like coffee. <laughs> that's the one thing like we all agree on. Like, I think everybody who's on the show likes coffee. Right. If so, you don't like coffee, don't pick this up because <laughs> it's full of coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we never think about that. But uh, yeah, this one's really good because it's very forward on the nose. And even though the drinking experience is a little lighter than what you smell. It's you know it's still good. It's still better than mm -hmm. most coffee beers that I've had. I like it. Okay. That's my goal. Very cool. For me, I am going to uh, differ from Steve a little bit. I'm pretty sure you can figure out what direction I'm going here first with the bronze medal position. The something hazy, unfiltered IPA. Uh, yes, it was juicy. Yes, it had that, that fresh and fruity nose to it. However, the, the hop profile on it, it definitely was... There was definitely a lot of residue there. I'm not a fan of that. That's my personal preference. It's not a bad beer for what it's supposed to be. It's just not my bag. 
So for that, it goes in the, the bronze medal position. In the silver medal position, uh, I, again, am going to differ with Steve, and I'm going to put the island Goza there. Yes, it did have that big switch up uh, about halfway through the first sip, which I found really weird, but I also found it very intriguing. I don't think I've ever had that in a beer before, and that, that definitely made me go back and try it again. Number one, to see if I was screwed up, or if the beer was doing that, or what was going on. So it made me come back for more, which I, I can appreciate that with a beer. If it makes you go, huh, it, it, they've done something. At least there's effort. They're trying something different. They're trying something new. And the Island Goza has definitely done that. Once it was kind of established what it was, what it was about, I liked it. I, it, it wasn't the end-all be-all. You know, I'm not going to go punch a bear just to go have a six-pack of it. But I, I liked it. I thought it was a good beer. But, as Steve mentioned, there was uh, obviously a number one contender, and that is the champion for tonight. That is the Colespresso. That is the Coffee Blonde Ale. Great beer, great nose, great taste. I actually don't mind the fact that the taste of the coffee was less than what the nose presented itself as. I kind of like that because with my coffee beers, I don't like the coffee to be so pungent, so so forward that it... it, it becomes obnoxious. I thought this was a good level of balance between the beer and the coffee. Uh, it tastes really good. I can drink this pretty much anywhere at any time. Ah, this is a knockout beer. I am a big fan of it. So that is why that is going in the gold medal position. Steve, I will kick it back over to you for the plugs. Uh, first, I want to plug Fulton in their 300 IPA. I would fight a bear for that. <laughs> black bear. But. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I can take most black bears, I think. What about koala? Oh, easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll punt that some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I'd punt a koala just for like a fifth of vodka. That's not... <laughs> I would be willing to pay to see that. Yeah, why not? Okay, then. All right. <laughs> they got enough. <laughs> got enough. Got enough. I don't think they're endangered at all. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not up to date on my koala stats. Yeah, I don't think they're endangered. They can risk having one kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Same with kangaroos. Ah, <laughs> uh, kick. Uh, <laughs> just get behind them. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Hey, just you get can fight kangaroos. Them. Yeah. Wouldn't fight a brown bear. Nope. No. Polar, I think, is no, not going to happen. Worse. No, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. they're, they're more aggressive than brown bears. A, a, a grizzle bear? No, thank you. Yeah. They're more aggressive, more dangerous. Don't Ooh, ever... No, thank you. Don't fuck with polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to listen to brand new episodes of Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should... Then just Google Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Stitcher, Podbean, Google Music Play, and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show. However, they only let us use five. And that's the terrible crime of the world. But it is how we grow the show. We also grow the show by you just telling people to listen to us. And you can recommend our website, hopnationusa.com. And you can just ha email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. That's all I got for this episode. Okay. Uh, I would once again like to thank Ellicottville for uh, being on the show uh, by being available in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, they got some good beers. I like them. Thanks for finding your way down. Yes, yes. Uh, we will definitely find our way up and visit. I'm going to find my way to a salt bucket so I can throw some salt in the eyes of a brown bear. <laughs> Mr. Fuji style. 
Okay. All right. On that note, uh, Steve is going to go prep for fighting a bear. Uh, and we'll be back next week with episode 78 of the Hot Nation USA podcast. Get that bear. I'm going to go down there, throw a robot into it. Florence in the machine. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Stupid. Mm-hmm.